The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Fed can just print more money out of thin air, but the government's always going to be in debt to the Fed. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to yet another episode of Dangerous World, whether you want it or not. I assume that you do enjoy it, though. And, uh, you know, I'm a little, uh, I'm, I would be regretting it if I didn't say that uh, I apologize for being so off my game lately. Uh, you know, episodes are coming out all over the place. We're not sticking to any schedule right now. But I'm here to tell you that I'm going to get back strictly on that uh, Sunday night release, that uh, Wednesday night release. And then, of course, um, you know, Matt T over there from the Great Deception podcast has been kind enough to give me like an open invitation to all of his Monday night master debaters. I usually bring a guest on. He brings the other two on. And we've been sticking with that five person panel uh, on Monday nights. And it's it's just been a blast, man. I've not only met new people doing that. Um, but, you know, kind of connected or reconnected with, you know, other guests of my show. And that's kind of what this community is about, man. Um, all these people that the media says are crazy or dangerous or whatever. We all kind of meet in one place like the Holocaust, right? Everyone's in one spot and they're all being rounded up and put in one spot. And that's what it seems like when we when we look, look at Parler and getter even and all these other things but i think that what we're doing in this community is is fun it's something different and i think that a lot of these people are genuine now there's some people that are snakes uh i can't name one person that's been on the uh monday night master debaters that i would put into that negative category but you never know i mean this is the whole thing. I, I don't ever want anyone to trust everything that I'm saying. I don't want anyone to trust what anyone's saying wholeheartedly. Just check into it. Look into it yourself, and you'll find that you probably tend to agree and disagree just as much with someone like myself or someone like anyone. You know, I don't want to name any names, drag anyone through the mud like I'm dragging myself, but uh, just, you know, this is what we do these conversations for. So, should be three episodes a week. You'll be getting, like I said, I'm getting back to the normal schedule of the Sunday night releases and Wednesday night releases. And uh, you'll also get that bonus episode with the Monday night master debaters. I'm working on the Patreon a lot right now, too. 
I'm going to be doing a lot more um, kind of side shows on that. I got to tell you something right now. Um, You know, I had this great guest for this episode today, and I'll get into him. His name's Troy Casey. He's a certified health nut. Fascinating character, for sure. Uh, Very interesting backstory and all that good stuff. But before I, you know, we we get into this episode with him, I got to tell you, I am... I have this love-hate relationship and that that I've recently discovered with the truther community. And I'm never going to stop doing the the conspiracies just to be 100% clear. But I there's a few podcasts that I loved when I started doing this show, when I started doing Dangerous World. Um 9 out of 10 of those podcasts that I was listening to just as a figure uh there was about 20 so we'll, we'll say you know 19 out of 20 I I can't even listen to anymore I've unsubscribed from a lot of them I think that there's a problem with the way that some of these shows go and I don't want to name any names but then there's also some other ones that have been doing it right from the beginning, right? And I'm I'm going to constantly be evolving my show, and I hope that you guys will, you know, mostly come on this journey with me. But it's um, it's just weird how how tainted and how mainstream the conspiracy shit has gotten. Uh, you're seeing it on TV shows, whether it be American Horror Story, Squid Game. Um, all these different, you know, mainstream shows and mainstream podcasts. You got like Steve Bannon. That's someone that's so high up. I can punch up at that and not feel any problem whatsoever. But Steve Bannon, this, this right wing political dude is now talking about conspiracies, but he says he doesn't believe in conspiracies or coincidences, right? There's no such thing as either kind of giving the audience the wink that, yeah, conspiracies are very real, right? But so are coincidences, man. We we run into all of these things throughout our uh, crazy thing that we call life here. And I just have such a problem with some of these shows. Um, but, you know, my friends in this community, none of them. Uh, they're all doing a good job. They're having fun. Um, you know, people like Legit Bat, Great Deception, Ron from New England with Wicked Planet, Um there's a lot of names that I'm not even mentioning, but you know, you can kind of probably tell who I support and who I don't because there's a big problem. Um, Trust, trust what you do research on. Don't just trust any information. That's my main point here. And, and one reason that I'm bringing that up is uh, you know, this whole idea of the metaverse, which I'm going to be doing an episode on that with uh Colorado Dank who's done some really phenomenal episodes with me we talked about the whole symbolism behind delta not only the delta in the um uh, you know the the coronavirus bullshit but the nile delta the triangle symbolism in that and all that weird shit that really kind of ties into that um we've done some other ones i've i've done a few with that dude and he's a good guy really uh into the esoteric stuff um I will say he needs to have a little more fun. He needs to enjoy life a little more because you post a funny meme and he's like, oh, dude, you don't even know the half of it. So we're going to we're going to be talking about uh, the metaverse, which we actually had scheduled before Facebook released its name. And it just so happens they release it. Facebook's now called Meta. Um, I don't know what that what that's going to do to their brands. Mark Zuckerberg, of course, is telling you that nothing is going to change. 
but uh, that's a lie, right? You, I'm sure, I'm hoping that you listened to my uh, Facebook episode. It was insane, the information that I came across, and I hope that I presented it in an entertaining way for you. But it's just that story behind that company and the government connections are something else. They are on another level of coincidence or conspiracy, right? Um, been working on a BCCI bank scandal deal for quite some time. So once I don't have an episode uh, lined up, that BCCI thing is going to come out. BCCI, for those that don't know, uh, when it went down, it was the biggest financial scandal uh, in history. I mean, it's insane. CIA money laundering, uh, Noriega money laundering, uh, cartels, all the big bad wolves out there. Uh, laundering money through the BCCI bank. And the guy that was appointed to really look into it was a CIA asset, right? And, you know, the, the, the same guy was talking a lot of shit about the Bushes, high-profile stuff. And George H.W. Bush was the CIA president, right? I mean, this dude went from being the, the director of the CIA to being president. And that doesn't happen very often, right? Um, kind of Kind of one of those low key just like what the fuck is going on here so gonna be doing a big big uh, deep dive on that one of my more old school episodes where it's just me just talking shit diving deep you and me alone with my thoughts and my research so that's gonna be a fun one i'm excited to get back into the groove of things man really got a wrench thrown in my uh in my schedule just because of what went down i'm not gonna beat that that topic to death but uh Everything's good now. You know, we're moving forward. And there was a lot of people that ordered hoodies and T-shirts. And, you know, they're running a little behind, but they're coming out. And um, it's just because of this snow fucking shit storm of what's been going on. There's one dude in particular that I really wanted to reach out to here. He knows probably who he is. Gave me a considerable amount of money. Um, wanted to me to just throw in a couple of items. I'm going to make it so that you're getting your full amount of products uh i don't take donations really uh unless you're rich which uh you know who knows who's who's rich and who's poor but i'm gonna make you know all these things right i'm a one-man operation here so sometimes the clothes take a little while they're high quality and their money back guarantee or replacement guarantee whatever you prefer so you have nothing to lose and uh you're supporting a small like I said, one man operation is legitimately what I am. A lot of people say that and they got people behind them. I am a one man thing. So uh, it didn't start out that way. You know, OG listeners know that I had a uh, liberal co-host who uh, decided to part ways with the show. Um, you know, it, it is what it is, man. But I am I'm loving the, the new format that we're doing. Going to get back to that old schedule of the twice weekly releases plus your Monday Night Master Debaters. And uh, merch is always coming out. Merch is always coming out. So if you give me money, obviously through Shopify, this individual, he paid through uh, Venmo because, you know, he just wanted to pay extra. He told me to throw some bonus things in. So uh, it, it just concerns me a little bit when things may take a little longer than expected. And I can tell when people are feeling uncomfortable. That's not the case here, guys. So uh, I appreciate it. Really, I'm just talking to this one dude right now. So. Uh, it is what it is, though. You know, we we get through the shit and we we rock it. So this episode, um, fascinating, fascinating dude here, the certified health nut, started out as an actor and a, or I'm sorry, a model, 
uh, I believe with Versace, he says. Rockstar lifestyle. Uh, I'm sure he was doing a lot of fucking. I don't know. I'm not putting words in his mouth. This is just my theory of what a Versace model would live like. Uh, lots of drugs, lots of alcohol, lots of all this stuff. And he actually does kind of clarify that, yeah, he was living like a rock star. So you think pussy money, rock and roll, right? Um, sex, drugs, and rock and roll, I guess, is the, the new version or the old version, OG version. And uh, man, this guy has completely turned his life around. He's changed the the what you would think of like an L.A. city living dude moving out to the like very, very desolate regions of Arizona. But it's beautiful out in Sedona where he's at, right? Much more isolated, much more in tune with nature right off one of these ley lines, which I talk about a little bit. And man, it was an honor to talk to this dude. It really was. Shout out to Rich. Um, Rich from the Rockies is the guy that connected me to him. Um, just he was like, hey, man, you should follow this guy. I'd love to see him on your show someday. Rich has been a listener from the beginning. Him and I are pretty good friends, considering we've never met in person. This is one of those cyber friends that uh, David Icke is warning you about. So uh, hopefully Rich isn't a snake in the grass. But he seems like a great guy. We watch UFC fights a lot together. Um, you know, even though he's in a different state, clearly the the Rockies, the Rocky Mountain state, right? Uh, and I'm out here in, in uh, Tucson, dude. So, you know, this is what's so cool about this is a guy that I've never met connecting me with someone that's, you know, down the street, so to speak, from me and really educating me from a fascinating standpoint on things that I know nothing about. It's really, really cool. So, um, again, Troy Casey, he's got a website, TroyCasey.com. He's got, uh, you know, his certified health nut. He's got a Patreon. I don't know how active he is on there. I did watch his Patreon introduction video, and it's very interesting. He's cussing up a storm in front of kids and, like, just teaching people not to be pussies. And for the record, I make it very clear late in the episode, I see no problem cussing in front of kids because kids right now, are learning how to fucking give blowjobs and shit. It's fucking, it's sick. It's disgusting. They're they're being introduced to puberty blockers, which I don't think is okay either. Um, cussing and and maybe a little bit of mean talk, maybe even some bullying, I don't really see a problem with. So uh, I could just, I, I'm sure that some lefties and some really hyper globalist type people would see uh, Mr. Casey's work and get uptight about it. Because you look at his work, Seems like a yoga dude. Seems like he's super PC. Seems like he's all about granola and, you know, just uh, living living healthy and never offending anyone, man. You don't want to do that. You just want to float through like a feather in the wind. I don't even know if that's a fucking saying. But this is you get my idea. You you look at him. You get that idea. But when you talk to the man and and you listen, he is not like that at all. He calls pussies out. He tells people, don't wear that fucking mask in my city. Uh, you know, if you're going to be around me, you're going to be healthy and all that good shit. So uh, I think more people need to try and emulate uh, Troy Casey's work here. And it inspired me, man. Uh, it really did inspire me to try to become more in tune with my body. Um, he plugs some great, great products. So anyone interested in following him on social media, it's uh, the Certified Health Nut. Great, great work. His website, again, TroyCasey.com, and he does have a Patreon. You could just, uh, you know, Google Certified Health Nut or Troy Casey, and the Patreon will pop up. 
Uh, again, I'm not telling you to subscribe to his Patreon. I don't know how active he is on there or what he does. I know he came out with a book, uh, ripped at 50. He had a podcast, a short podcast in that name as well, a little 10-part uh, podcast series, which he is revamping. So all the health nuts out there and all the people that are just kind of into like cool, positive energy. It's not like this Gary V shit, which, you know, I know that him and I feel different about Gary V. Uh, I can tell by the way he spoke about him and the way that I think about him. And uh, we, we talk about that later, too. So we get into some things, man. And I could tell that him and I, just like most people, don't agree on everything. And uh, it was just a fucking honor to talk to someone that has been doing the kind of shit that he's been doing. So big, big thanks to Troy Casey. Check out his work. Support him. Maybe check out that podcast, too. Uh, from what I understand, it's only on Spotify. I didn't see it on Apple, uh, but I could be missing something here. So, uh, I mean, I've kept you waiting long enough. This is a dragged out intro. Like I said, getting back into the swing of things, you're going to get more of that old DWP minus the uh, liberal voice. Unfortunately, I like the liberal voice, though, man. I like arguing. I like standing up for the points because you know who's right all the time? Ryan. You know what I'm saying? This is why the show is the show. And uh, yeah, man, just going to be a, a fucking blast. I can't let you go without plugging the Patreon, patreon.com slash dangerous world podcast, three, five and $10 tiers. Your support there really makes the show gets me a little closer to doing this full time. And of course, dangerousworldstore.com with all the hoodies and the t-shirts hoodies are selling like fucking gangbusters. I don't know what happened there. Uh, I'm so thankful though, but I'm caught up. Uh, lots of orders went out. And uh, we're good to go. So uh, please order your hoodies, $35 free shipping in the United States and very prorated rates throughout the world. And T-shirts are $17.76 for now. I may have to raise that price and I'm not doing some Alex Jones shit by uh, teasing that. But uh, prices are going up on every fucking thing. And um, yeah, it is what it is, guys. So thank you for your support. And let's roll into this episode with the certified health nut, Mr. Troy Casey. Folks, I am so honored to bring on with me today the certified health nut, Mr. Troy Casey, who is doing phenomenal work, not only in inspirational type stuff, not only in health education, but also creating men, men, dude, and freaking like for women too. you know, teaching girls how to be strong, independent women, Uh, not not in the sense where, you know, these girls don't need men because Women need men and men need women to create a powerful society. Uh, But there's no reason that a strong man is excluding a strong woman out of this whole deal. So incredibly honored, like I said, to have Troy Casey on. And I was watching, sir, I was watching your Patreon introduction video. And it's just insane, the energy that you bring. And you seem like a very, very real dude. You're talking the same way, it seems, whether you're in, in front of, you know, children whether you're in front of your bros whether you're in front of whatever um and and it it just blew my mind the response that you were getting uh the focus that has been on your work and like i said man you're just bringing insanely unique energy in my opinion to this whole whole industry that you're really getting involved in so first of all dude how are you doing i'm doing great man i'm in sedona arizona and we've got a lot of freedom here and uh I'm just, I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling blessed. I, I was able to hang out with uh, Drumvelo uh yesterday, who 
you know, I studied his material for a long time and uh, he's 80 now. He wrote a book called uh, Flower of Life. Um, really powerful book, you know, dissected the Egyptian tombs and Mayan and Incan temples and spent time with the Mayan elders. And so anyhow, I am doing great, bro. There's so much exciting things happening and uh, I'm excited to be alive. Fuck yeah, man. We all should be, dude, uh, like 100%. But this is a, a very interesting time that we're living in. And I have to ask you up front here, what got you into this line of work? Well, I, um, you know, I got into fasting and nutrition and internal purification and herbal medicine when I was sitting in Milan. I was a, I was a Versace model back in the day, early 90s, late 80s. And uh, I had problems with bloating and digestion, and that affected my career to the degree that my agents would, you know, comment. And uh, and so I started studying nutrition, and then I, and then I read about juicing and fasting, and I did my first ten day juice cleanse about thirty years ago, and uh, you know the results were in the mirror right away. So I started you know, continuing to do my work, then, you know, I got into a rock star phase of, of my life and, and was traveling extensively partying. And, uh, after a while, you know, people told me I was wasting my potential, you know, so message to all you men out there, you know, if one of your homies is not showing up at the highest level, put them in check, you know, and, uh, because it, it made a difference, you know, enough people said it. And, uh, so I sobered up and found Vipassana meditation, and that was a pretty big awakening for me. And soon after that, I started working with Maori healers and a company uh, that uh, had herbs from the Amazon rainforest. And so uh, then I went down there, I drank the ayahuasca and uh, had another huge awakening. Um, the Maori healers, they're known as the Ghostbusters, and so they get out energetic entities, and I witnessed many miracles from them, my own healing, as well as other people. And so those were three major awakenings that I had, and then I had some visions in the Amazon, and one was of my family, and I wasn't married at the time. My daughter's spirit came to me. And so my family's been unfolding ever since 2006 when I popped on YouTube, and uh um, that's kind of been my spiritual path ever since is, you know, being a father, being a husband. Um, and then of course the entrepreneurial path of monetizing my talents on YouTube. So instead of working as a model for, you know, alcohol companies or, you know, fashion companies or commercial television commercials, um, I was able to, you know, be my own film studio and, do whatever I wanted. When I moved to Los Angeles, uh, I came there to become an actor and I did a lot of TV commercials and stuff, but I had to, you know, basically beg someone to put me in their student film to get a little piece of film just to show people my work. And now with this, this iPhone and the platforms, we have full, you know, creation distribution, full movie studio and distribution platform. So, um, yeah, social media has been really good to me. So that, that's kind of, my history in the last 30 years. Uh, and then most of it's just been self-discovery. You know, everything that I talk about really is what I've been through and what I go through. And I've kind of been a lab rat for all things, health, healing, spiritual, woo woo, whatever. But I mean, I've dug down to bedrock and really, you know, what works, what do the ancestors use, what, what, what's functional and what's dysfunctional. 
I'm really clear on that. And you have a tremendous respect for not only Native Americans, but natives around the world. And like you said, you were in the uh, rainforest, in the Amazon for, for quite some time. And you were not only working with the people there, but you're also actively medicine hunting, which I found incredibly interesting. I mean, they, you know, all these different plants that, that people tap into. It's, uh, it's a crazy concept that I, I really am I'm interested in, in learning more about. Um, but your, your take on this, from what I understand, is you want to take like what the earth gave you or what, you know, God, if you will, right? Uh, I don't know your stance on religion. We can, you know, get into that more later if you choose to. Um, but I just find it really interesting, man, that plants seem to speak to you. And do you have any plants off the top of your head other than like ayahuasca? You know, obviously there's a long list of medicinal plants. Um, but are there some hidden gems that most people don't know about and should? Yeah. You know, I used to talk extensively on this and um, I'm, I moved my, I moved my focus uh, when business didn't work out with that company uh, the way I thought it would. And so, uh, yeah, the phytochemistry of the Amazon rainforest is powerful and well-documented. It's 42% of all drugs and uh, all cancer, no, 42% of all drugs on the market and 25% of all cancer drugs get their impetus, their footprint uh, from rainforest plants. So they isolate, standardize, and synthesize um, um, these phytochemical compounds into pharmaceutical drugs. And if you know anything about phytochemistry, you know, apples, for example, have arsenic in them, but they they have other nutrients in there that are very balanced. So, and the arsenic is negligible. And so uh, the plants have natural neutralizers for the toxicity. So for example, something like Sangre de Drago, which is a tree resin, kind of like a maple syrup, but a little bit thicker, maybe even like a pine and a maple syrup mixed together. And it's loaded with the highest concentrated source of antioxidants. It's antiviral, antiparasitic. And Shaman Pharmaceuticals, um, about 15 years ago, spent $89 million uh, researching it into an uh, antiviral herpes drug. And um, they had to scrap all the research because it became deadly as they isolated the one compound. And so they couldn't put it on the market. And so, uh, but if you take the Sangre de Drago by itself, it has all the other balancing cofactors and it's like a nutritional food or a medicinal food. Let's call it a medicinal food. And of course, Hippocrates said, who is the father of modern day medicine? Let thy food be thy medicine and thy medicine be thy uh, uh, food. Medicine be thy food. food. Food is medicine. And so, uh, sorry, I was just getting a call. Uh, by by uh, my peyote shaman uh, friend, I work oh, with. Uh, there's another plant right there, man. <laughs> I work with this guy in the Southwest. He does sweat lodges and he works with incarcerated youth and, and all the troubled uh, Indian youth in, in the Southwest and, and uh, suicide prevention with sweat lodges and uh, I think he still works with peyote and he made a movie called the peyote road. You can watch it on YouTube. Anyways, he just interrupted this call, but well, Troy, I know this is something you talk about a ton. Uh, How often do you see with this guy who works with troubled youth? uh, How often do you see that the kids he's helping don't have a strong uh, masculine presence in their life? I mean, that's huge prevalence. 
you know, single mothers and what feminism did to the, the family unit. I mean, that permeates all over the cultures because they're trying to separate the people um, so that they can control them. And so that's all people. And so it just trickles down and, and, and uh, how, how should I say that? In uh, smaller communities, demographics, you know, especially the black community, but the, the Native American community des- definitely got decimated. They have a more tribal unit structure, so it's harder to separate them. But of course, they have that. There, there's many other things. Alcohol is another big one. Um, they're also pushed into reservations on, on, on barren land. And there's not a lot of resources there. And so, um, and every treaty we set up, we like broke. <laughs> it's like, it's criminal, you know, and we persecuted them. Check this out. So in the peyote road, uh, uh, they, they detail it. They tried to get it legal in the Supreme court. And, you know, the English settlers or the white settlers, we came from Europe over to here for religious persecution. Right. And then we make their religious sacrament, peyote, illegal. How is that? Oh, yeah, man. There's crimes on so many levels here, dude. But, I, you know, at the same time, one of the things that I'm really interested in with how you address this whole idea, um, I know that you're all about strong male figures and this whole idea of toxic masculinity is it's complete bullshit to me. Um and I want to get your opinion on what the narrative behind toxic masculinity is other than the obvious idea of breaking up the family unit, right? I mean, this seems to be the the clear agenda. Um, and you're in Sedona, and this is a, a, a conspiracy podcast, so I, I figured I should bring this up, uh, which I can tell you're a bit of a conspiracy theorist yourself. I see that $33 tier on your Patreon and uh, I mean, I, I know what that's about, but I'm wondering what made you settle out there in Sedona, which isn't on a specific planetary grid point, but it's clearly getting some effect from the line running from the neutral point in Baja, California and connecting to the hot point of Alberta, Canada, if I'm not mistaken. Sedona, of course, is a hot spot for spiritual people. Um, lots of calm energy out there. And I'm citing this great book, uh, you know, talking about these points that I have titled Anti-Gravity and the Planetary Grid. I talked about this book with Grimerica uh, a little while ago. Um, but I'm very interested as to what brought you to this spot because I'm down uh, just down the street here from you, dude. I'm in Tucson. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, well, let's see. So... My Native American teacher, actually, who's from Phoenix, trying to fix my tripod here, who's from Phoenix, you know, I've been coming up here for a while, camping with my kids, and and, uh, the BLM riots erupted in my neighborhood, and they looted the sneaker stores in Santa Monica, and I lived in Venice for many years, and Gold's Gym was closed, and uh, it was just this whole wild experience as the global takeover, you know, started to happen. And because uh, let's face it, that's what we're going through is a global takeover here. And so um, so I had two halfway houses uh, when I moved into this place in Santa Monica with my family. I remarried my ex-wife on ayahuasca in October of 2019. We got back together. We moved into an apartment on March 3rd, 
2020. And, and the address was 2020 20th Street. How about that? And wow. it was pretty nostalgic because I had gone to acting school. I went through the theater program at Santa Monica College, and I moved literally right across the street from there. And there was a couple halfway houses. There was a liquor store. There was a Burger King in front of uh, um, um, my, my home. So it was this big four corners right there in Santa Monica. And when coronavirus happened, everything got super quiet and the pollution went away. And that was like the first week or two, I think. But then what happened was there was a lot of people off the street, but the homeless guys or the guys that were in the halfway houses that had drug problems, stuff like that, they were drinking out in the alley. So that started to get louder and louder. And then the BLM riots happened May 25th and uh, they looted my neighborhood and all the homies were parking up in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Right. So I saw all that happen. One of the gas stations near my house was boarded up and my kids were home and, and we were like, okay, how long, let's at least get into nature. Well, I, I called my native American uh, teacher, uh, Andrew Eckert. Um, he does drum building. He also works in, in, inside the, uh, the prison system as well and with incarcerated youth, you know, really good guy. Cause he was incarcerated himself. And so um, he goes, dude, you're so Sedona, bro. <laughs> Why don't you just move to Sedona? And uh, I was like, yeah, now that now is the time. And uh, my business started to take off and my, and my ex-wife was tethered to Los Angeles because she was in the fashion industry. And I said, well, that's not an issue anymore. So we moved to Sedona and, uh, I thought I'd miss the beach. I lived on the beach most of my adult life, lived in LA for 25 years, total muscle beach, Venice, you know, Venice beach, gold's gym, air one market, you know, every day that was my lifestyle. And, uh, and I never thought I'd move. And then I was here, I'm here and I love it. The nature here is so amazing. There's no masks here whatsoever. Um, the tourists come with their masks and I actually say something. We don't play the mental illness game here. I'm sorry. You know, my kids are in school. We're, we're completely free. Have you checked out Australia lately or Canada? I mean, things are a mess. California. I mean, Los Angeles, San Francisco. These places are a mess. My brother's calling me from Seattle. There's people moving here from Seattle all the time. The thing is, is a lot of people, you know, they see it and they think, oh, Arizona and but this is a small town. There's only 10,000 residents, which means there's less houses. And so all the property right, rates went up and it's been a very interesting time. But in the meantime, I've got the nature here and, uh, and I can do my work from anywhere in the world. Right, right. And now people are learning more and more that they can, they can do their job from anywhere in the world that they choose. And that's throwing a wrench into things, right? And they're, they're getting out of the cities and they're coming to areas like Sedona, it seems, at least from, from my perspective. Um, but Sedona seems to have an impact on the way you operate with others around you. Um, I mean, I, I may be wrong. I may be right. I, I'm very interested in, in your thoughts on, on uh, Sedona. But I mean, you're looking like a badass caveman, dude. And you have this epic beard that you didn't really have recently. And I've seen you with and without. And I got to say, dude, I mean, the beard's the shit. I love the beard. And it's a product of my divorce. You know, I was just like, for years, I was an actor and a model and I had a classic look. And then I was just like, I just stopped caring and like revamped my life. I was like 50, sleeping on my couch, facing divorce, 
business wasn't doing that great. And I was just like, I was, I was gutted, you know? What was and, your business uh, before this, man? It was acting, correct? Yeah. I mean, I made, I made money as a model and actor, you know, in front of camera. Um, basically, you know, I did seven years of modeling professionally on the road. And then, mm. uh, and then I moved to Los Angeles in 97. And so, and I pretty much still had a career in front of the camera, but in 2014, I let my screen actors guild uh, membership or um, my SAG card. I let it yeah. go because it was no longer paying me. Auditions are a pain in the ass to go in LA and I hadn't booked anything in years. And I was just like, okay, I don't need that. I'm on YouTube anyways. I got, I got enough of a following. And so it's just been a slow progression of monetizing that. And I did the Gary V route, but I had a, I had a much longer road than him, but I continuously just talked to people and talked to people and answered people's questions and made videos that I thought were entertaining or funny. And, uh, it just grew. And I think I'm shadow banned and, you know, not favored with YouTube algorithms, but sure. I've been able to get enough, you know, it's always changing. I used to make a video once every three months back in 2006, you know, when I first started. Um, and now, you know, I can turn out like 15 pieces of content a day, whether I manufacture it or whether I post it on Twitter or here, there and everywhere else. That city of angels is built on the top of hell, dude. It really is. I mean, it's, it's freaking crazy. I've only been there a few times, but I've known a lot of people that, that come out of that place. And um, it, it is like a weight's being lifted off your shoulders. And, and what's sad is that people go. Are there. you talking about geocartography? Or are you just talking about all the satanic bullshit that's going on in the industry? Because uh, the, the geocartography, I do believe it's got pyramid energy. Uh, and only so many people can handle it. Not everybody can live in L.A. You well, know? Explain uh, geocartography for the people that don't know what it is, including myself. Well, it's, it's, uh, and I don't know that much about it, but it's kind of the astrology of where you should live your energetics, uh, um, is my understanding. And then, uh, it also has to do with the grids. Cause you mentioned the grids earlier, right? They're um, fascinating. They're ley lines. And I do believe that, um, that LA is on one of the same lines that goes through DC and New York city. And so, um, it has that type of, of energy. Now, the darkness that lives there, uh, because I truly believe that Los Angeles is the city of angels, because that's where I received a large portion of my awakening and mm. healing. Uh, and I got into the healing community, or at least I knew that there was another avenue out there. Sure. Right. Um, when it, meditation or anybody that just wanted to look deeper into their own dark side. Right. Uh, it was available. Now there's some spiritual woo-woo and spiritual bypassing and all that other yoga nonsense uh, as well. Uh, but it is there. And that's where I accessed it. Maori healers. I sat on my Vipassana courses when I was living in Los Angeles. Meditation, 10-day courses in silence, which is a huge rites of passage, which is the biggest thing you were talking about the men's work before. We, we don't have a rites of passage. We don't have a challenging, death-defying thing that graduates us from boys to men and so because that's um, offensive right <laughs> hey i'm right there with you dude i'm right there with you but like how how you know the spartans they would throw these this disfigured babies off the, at the edge of a cliff uh you you have to get the pronouns right for every single person that you speak oh my with. god 
I, so you, let's get the pendulum to swing like somewhere in the middle. Exactly. A bit more balance. Spartans I, had some good technology, but sure. you know, let's get a little, they made tough as tough motherfuckers. That's for, that's, that's, that's my for point. Damn sure. I don't know. You know, people that are sitting here saying that we have a population problem are so against, um, you know, doing the things that, that the Spartans did, man. And I obviously, you know, like you said, there's a lot of problems with the technology that the that the Spartans had, and then there's some serious benefits uh, of totally. what the Spartans brought. Um, clearly, making real men. Um, there's never been, other than the United States military, there's never been a fighting force like the the Spartans. Right? We have the greatest military in the world, and um, that that's one thing that I find so interesting about your work, man, is that you seem to bring a lot of that Eastern sort of philosophy with yoga um you know a lot of these like the 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 very interesting breathing techniques um but you also mix that with what the hyper left and the social justice warriors would call toxic masculinity i mean we wouldn't be here without toxic masculinity you know what i mean and and that that was my next question for you actually was with your massive respect for natives how do you push back on the idea of, uh, you know, white conquerors coming through and decimating this Native American culture and taking everything away from the Native Americans um, and, and sort of propping up this capitalism and all this stuff that people really seem to tie in with the straight white male. And I see a massive problem with that, but I'm just very curious as to how you uh, kind of push back against those ideas. Well, these are divide and conquer ideals. And when you divide and conquer the people, it's easier to control um, and manipulate them into what you desire. Yes. And so um, now we have a lot of responsibility as a species to recognize history or it'll repeat itself. So, um, yes, there has been colonization. Yes, there has been slavery. Yes, there has been genocide. I mean, let's come correct. We're encroaching on the path to genocide right now with this whole fuckery around coronavirus. And so um, we're all all one or none. That is what uh, Dr. Bronner's put on his uh, soap bottles. All one or none. Rabbi Hillel taught that to Jesus or so the fable goes or whatever you want to call it. And so we are all one. We are all connected. Uh, Ultimately, even the oneness goes, if you've smoked the 5-MeO-DMT, you understand that you know, ultimately you are God, you are the sum total of the all. And so then that's big, far reach. If you haven't had that experience uh, or that spiritual experience on your own. Um, But that is the ultimate and coming back together and collaborating together. That is the way species evolve. I think Greg Braden has a lot of work on this and we've lived pretty competitively for a long time. And it's, it's my humble opinion that it's a call to come back together with, without these divisive things and understand who we are. All knowledge is knowledge of self. And, under, and you have the polarities in you. We have the you know, natural laws. The way, I like to boil things down to maxims and axioms. And, and, and natural law is you know, the foundation. Those are axioms that are not going away. And the law of polarity, we, we have the, the masculine and feminine inside of us, right? And it's, the ancient sages have always said, walk, walk the middle path, balance, right? So we can, and I have a good friend, martial arts guy, he's totally into meditation. He's got a brand called Savage and Saint, Michael Holt. 
And uh, there's two forces that are guiding everything, yin and yang. And we want to balance those two, whether it's masculine, feminine, inhalation, exhalation, um, uh, catabolic, anabolic, you know, up, down, black, white, the list goes on. This is the third dimension that we live in. And so staying balanced is critical and understanding who and what we are in history. Leftist ideas, as Jordan Peterson has said many times, can start resulting in genocide. 20th century, I think it was 120 million people alone were murdered for, for, for communist ideals, trying to control the people. Genocide, colonization, slavery, this is a lot of responsibility. The Armenian genocide that people don't like to mention. I got a good Armenian friend, and it's just like, and whenever I mention it on social media, people are like, somebody's got to say something. The Armenians thank me, and then other people, you know, say other things. And so uh, we have to come correct and understand that we are all brothers and sisters, uh, and that when we work in symbiotic relationship for the greater good of the all, and we make technology our whipping boy, we can create some, t- I don't like to use too many words because those words have been hijacked. Yes. Right? sustainability all you know you start saying sustainability a world without money people start thinking socialism and i'm not talking about that i am talking about you can't solve a problem at the same level of mind that created it so it's beyond the box that you're living in the fiat currencies that you're spending every day for your food your gasoline your gasoline is a act of genocidal racism like when obama was in there and they were like oh this and that racism and school shootings and all this. And I'm like, hey, newsflash over here, pumping gasoline into your car when we have Afghanistan, Syria, Libya, and Iraq wars. This is an act of genocide. We all have to be responsible. And I come from this mentality because when I came out of the rainforest, I saw the destruction of our ecosystem and how important that ecosystem was. Biodiversity, freshwater, and oxygen for planet Earth those are very important and we're cutting it down at an alarming rate. And oil exploration is the number one deforestation component. And then Peru's number six producer of oil, Ecuador's number five. And we all heard what happened down there with Chevron and that lawsuit that lasted 20 years. And so, so you have all this fuckery around oil and then you realize oil and standard oil, John Rockefeller and his, his father was a snake oil salesman. And then they monopolized. And then they started the AMA and then they started the, the WHO and the UN. And also they're the bankers, Chase Manhattan Bank. Um, you start to understand that there's a little control mechanism. And this isn't really a conspiracy theory. To me, it's just business, yeah. right? This is the way business is done on planet Earth. Yeah. So if that's the case and the Wright brothers wanted to fly like an eagle and everybody said they were crazy and Steve Jobs wanted to put a handheld computer in everyone's hand and he's not an engineer and everybody danced around it and we're all talking on these things right now. So whatever the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve, your mind can cut through the fabric of reality. We create vibration affects matter. So your voice can actually affect matter. And this is how alchemy works or magic, right? Love, truth, and wisdom. You have to look in the mirror and understand the truth of where you're at. And then the love is the desire and the dream that you have, right, of the future. And and when those are juxtaposed, it creates tension because this is where you're at and this is where you want to be. And that creates tension. By law, tension must be resolved into wisdom. 
And it's that wisdom that you get. And this is Neoplatonic philosophy, which is what was studied before the industrial age school system by anyone who could afford university at that time. Yeah. And so, uh, so this is alchemy. This is magic. This is how things are created. This is how things are manifested on planet earth and becoming aware of that and then creating whatever we can envision and going back to indigenous uh, ways of being, our ancestral ways of being. We always told story. We always danced. We always drummed. We always checked out the celestial realm. We were in tune. And so, and not that warring factions haven't happened in tribal, you know, and, and, you know, blacks enslaving blacks and like, it's been a mess. So if we're spiritual beings, come correct. What is the desire now? I say that we can realize heaven on earth. Why? Because I'm living that right now. And I know you live in Tucson too, and you can find immense amounts of beauty, right? Or it's you could just around. flip, you could just flip on the television and get sucked into the fuckery. Yeah. Right? Or you could just go out on the mountains. So it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's your choice. And, and then we also recognize as men with 10 times as testosterone of females and the sacred gift of anger, because anger is a human emotion, just like we don't want to throw any people away on the planet. We don't want to throw any of our human abilities away as well. We want to be fully integrated. Anger, you know, if someone's raping, you know, Susie at the family party, Uncle Tim is drunk and he's dragged her down. You, you might want to use some of that anger to stop that. Or on a freaking bus, like what just happened. You know what I mean? Like there was this, this woman getting raped on a bus and there was people pre- or a train. I think it was a train, actually. There was multiple people present when this woman was getting raped. And the rape lasted for about 20 minutes. And the sexual harassment before that was going on for an additional 20 minutes. What so there's country? a. There, I believe it was here in the United States. Oh my this god! Is the, this is the problem, man. And and I know you don't. No, I stand up. Here's the thing: I fucking stand up. In fact, well, sure. if you come into Sedona with a mask and you're in one of my public spaces, I'm going to ask you why you're wearing that. And if you start saying mumbo jumbo, and you're a man, I'm going to call you a fucking pussy. And let me tell you, nothing is more primally activated. When another man looks another man in the eye, squared off and calls him a pussy for wearing a fucking diaper rag on their face. This is the problem, man. People, people, when, when someone calls someone a pussy now, a lot of people would be like really offended by that. And then they're just going to step aside. Right. But I I understand I'm with you on this dude, but the, but the problem is what the fuck do you think is the deal with people being afraid to take a punch to the mouth, get a tooth knocked out? Whatever the case may be, people don't want to stand up and actually like hear the words "you're a pussy." And that that was one thing that was really really interesting to me when you were doing your speech. The the I would recommend anyone go and check out your Patreon, and I want you to plug that. But I you know your Patreon where you have um, the the introduction video, and you're doing a ten minute. There's a ten minute video just to, as an introduction of what you do there, and you have. There's kids in the audience and you're sitting there saying this dude's cock deep in this stuff. This like, fuck this, fuck that, all this shit. So many people would be offended that you're cursing like that and talking like that in front of kids. But that's how I was talked to as a child. And my mother and my father are the most loving people that I have ever been around. And, you know, when we would go around from garage to garage, when, when I was working with my dad, I'm following him around. He's a graphic designer. And he would make designs 
for these people that had their race cars in, in Tucson here. Um, they'd race out like SIR, all these different racetracks. And th- these people would want designs for their cars. And the, you know, it's two men talking and then like me, this asshole little kid just standing there listening in on what they're saying. And someone would slip up and, and drop an F-bomb, right? And they'd say, oh, I apologize for cursing in front of your son. And my dad's like, he doesn't give a shit. He needs to hear this because what happens when someone doesn't hear a cuss fucking word until they're, you know, in their 20s, then they're going to be hurt by words. You can't say anything to me that's going to hurt my feelings. You could call me anything in the book and it's not going to bother me. Now, yeah, I'm not the hardest motherfucker in the world. I'm not, you know, and I'm sure that you would acknowledge that you're not either, but you'd stand toe to toe with whoever thinks he is. Right. And this is the problem that so many people would rather sit there and take a back seat in their own life and in their own destiny, not just for the country, but for their world as well. And they're willing to, uh, you know, this is that bystander effect. This is why that poor woman was raped on a bus when people were present. No one even well, wanted to call the police. No one wanted and to this stand is up why, and hit oh, this that's- you know that's that's bullshit on my watch i wouldn't let that get get away i know with, you wouldn't but, dude but people do and i and this is what i want to change well look they've been dumping billions of pounds of toxic compounds into your soil and water yeah for hundreds of years corporate corporations Erin Brockovich, there was a film with Julia Roberts made about 20 years ago yeah. of, of her she's still alive she's still fighting the good fight uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. was fighting mercury poisoning in uh, um, waterways, the Water Keepers Alliance. Women with vaccine-injured children uh, came to him, and he's like, look, I'm not getting into that. But these uh, mercury-maimed uh, children kept, and the mothers kept showing up and kept showing up and kept showing up. And so, um, so he, he has taken on Merck and, and for the MMR vaccine and Monsanto and, and is winning. So there are people using their power and even the Kennedy clan, they're kind of against his vaccine stand, stance as well. There are people, you know, there that, that are, are willing to, to speak up with truth. So your best objective is to be the sound of reason and be the miracle that you're looking for in the world. And if you know anything or you resonate with me or this podcast or or, or Robert Kennedy Jr.'s work, you know, align with those people and really dig down to bedrock and really understand. I think it's, I think it's so important. Look, we're only healthy to the degree we're conscious and we're only conscious to the degree we're healthy. So mm. wrap that around your head. And we're not that healthy right now. 70% of the American people are obese or overweight, diabetes, uh, one in uh, 33, 33%, cancer's one in two autoimmunes through the roof. Robert Kennedy Jr. says it's coming from the vaccines. The vaccines maim people from the flu shot down, um, maim people and make you customers for life uh, on the pharmaceutical companies. So this is kind of, you know, the way the world, the oil, remember the Rockefeller started the American Medical Association. So awareness is the first step before change. And that's the first chapter of my book, the legacy, figuring out who and what you are and programming the mind, which can cut through the fabric of reality and, and sound effects matter. You program it from what the heart's desire. Now, I've done enough research, psychological research, to understand that at the universal level, man desires peace. And if that's the truth, 
envision the future, speak that story into existence using the laws of alchemy of the world that you wish to see. Now, we're going to need free energy or some form of energy that is clean and sustainable that's beyond oil. Oil is pollution. Oil is war. Oil is petrochemical byproducts in pharmaceutical drugs, which go down the toilet bowls and into the water table. And uh, herbicides and pesticides are also uh, used with uh, uh, petrochemical byproducts. And so we're just choking the world up with this stuff. It's just time to upgrade. Again, you you can call it a conspiracy theory or you just call it human evolution and innovation. Yeah. And what do you think an acceptable alternative would be to oil or coal or any of these other things? Because I do agree with you, but I'm also concerned that people don't realize that buying a Tesla is one of the most negative things that you can do to the environment. No, but Tesla, of, Tesla is just an electric car and you're right. We're mining materials that aren't sustainable. I get that whole thing. The, the apex that I have found, Ryan, has been oil. So until we can really have that conversation and what's going to subjugate that is free energy. Buckminster Fuller um, said, you never change a system by fighting it. You design the future. And so, uh, so if we're using the laws of alchemy and Nikola Tesla was onto free energy and wireless technology and had more inventions than Edison and JP Morgan funded him and then burnt his laboratory to the ground, killed all of his rivals in the freaking Titanic. Let's, let's keep that straight too. Right. Yes. (laughs) So, and then the physicists were working on cold fusion in the eighties. John Harrison was melting steel blocks at room temperature uh, up in Canada. I think you can find those videos on YouTube. Bottom line is, is who cares if it hasn't existed before the Wright brothers wanted to fly like an Eagle and everybody told them they were batshit crazy. And now we don't even think about it. Right. Mm. And just before they flew, somebody else had a, had a test run and the headlines of the news said that man will never fly. Right. Mm. So whatever the mind can conceive and believe. So I'm just telling stories over here. This is my vision of the future. My mission is to raise human consciousness and change all systems. My vision is clean air, water, soil, and equitable systems for all mankind in my lifetime. And so uh, I'm very clear on that. So I just keep speaking that into existence. And there's a ton of really influential and cool people, healers, artists, investors moving to Sedona. We are very interested in creating sustainability, permaculture, uh, sustainable food production, vegetables, kale. We were growing watermelons in the desert here last year. I've done that myself. I've grown watermelons out in Tucson, man. It's it's freaking hot out here too, man. You know, it's... It's very interesting. And, you know, I, I want to kind of, you know, we went down this rabbit hole right now, which is awesome, dude. But, you know, I want to, I, I want to kind of tie it back to you a little bit here. And, and um, I, I was curious because I saw a video on your Instagram where you're talking about uh, some breathing techniques that can help fight alcoholism and can help fight all these other uh, sort of addictions. I'm curious, man, and you can tell me to fuck off if I'm crossing the line here. <laughs> Were you an alcoholic in your past? Oh, yeah. I'm, I, I partied my ass off. I, I don't like the terminology alcoholic because okay. there's so much uh, mental disease around Alcoholics Anonymous and being powerless and sick and injured. And 
it's it's the it's one of the only psychological programs that the AMA like promotes. So I'm just yeah. it's weakening. It's got some t- good tools. It's a very good spiritual path if you work those steps. I recommend anybody do the steps. But step one, you are powerless. Yeah, that's you're powerful beyond measure. You yeah. know, and I think I think uh, the religions did the same thing. The Catholic Church is like you. You're a sinner. You're an eternal sinner, and you have to come to us for salvation, right? That's- yeah, it's saying you're a piece of shit, and like come to us, and we'll help you out. And that's that is very backwards, man. I, I hear you on that. It's it's wild that people and people get really absorbed into this stuff, man. I teach my kids, man. My te- my kids are Waldorf kids, and and they're taught how to think, not what to think. And uh, I just teach them straight up stuff and how the world is, and that they can create anything that they want they can do anything they want they can create anything they want they all they want you know money for this and money for that look i'll pay for whatever you need whatever you need man troy casey is a bad motherfucker the certified health nut troy casey go check him out uh come check me out over there at patreon.com slash dangerous world podcast three dollars gonna get you another 20 minutes on this episode and i mean hours and hours and hours of content just for three dollars five dollars gets you a little more ten dollars just if you love me so guys head on over to patreon.com slash dangerous world podcast and be my friend for fuck's sake i need more love you